now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Before we get into that, of course, y'all listen to issue 179 of the Black Variant. Of course, you'll listen to myself, Ace the Exile, joined by 1017 Van Red, the God of New York, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. That's me. He's I. I'm him. <laughs> we are here to give you. I count on that every week now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. <laughs> but of course, as you hear our idiotic asses doing, we got to bullshit just a little bit. So, of course, Let's get into the bullshit as we already have. Yeah, um, CM you, Punk, how you feeling? You know, I'm, I'm I'm in a weird space in life, and what I mean by that is I am now living long enough to see a lot of shit. That, like ten years ago, I thought, oh, that just won't happen. Like CM Punk coming back. <laughs> um, I've lived long enough to see Bleach get finally animated. I've lived long enough to see. Um, Goddamn Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels squashed the beef. I didn't see mm-hmm. long enough to see Vince McMahon retire. Um, <laughs> Live long enough to see Dan Bryan become a snitch. Oh man, what a snitch! That hurt. Um, that hurt. That's that is first of all giving a coworker the power to fire their other coworkers is fucking wild. But I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I feel odd, man. I feel like I'm living through a lot of big shit, and I'm not thirty yet. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of just how like our generation, you know, has seen. You see some unprecedented shit. I feel like that's that's all the time though. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. decade, think like this. A decade ago, it was 2013. What was happening in the year of our Lord 2013? Braun was in Miami. That was some unprecedented shit right there. Yeah, yeah. Obama was Obama was serving out or uh, yes, yeah, serving out his second term, his newly won second term. That's some historic shit right there. Um we were coming out of the great, uh, not depression, but recession. There we go. Who was that great against recession. Obama? Did he run against? That was Romney, right? Yeah. He mollywopped that nigga. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he he literally hit him like, um. it looked like when Nakamura missed Cody Rhodes last night, dog. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was that comical. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was bad. Not to mention, a decade ago, you know, Trayvon was happening. A mm-hmm. year after that, Mike Brown would happen, and yeah, we've been listening through living through unprecedented times since then. It's some crazy shit, ain't it? Um, it's crazy. Hey, but fuck it, we all. Yeah, we here, we here though, man. Yo, so we got to talk about uh, the elephant in the room. How you feeling about Punk being back? One, this nigga's full of shit. I just want to throw that out there right now. He's a capper. Right now, he was capping when he was on AEW. He's capping now. Um, but more importantly, greater than all, brother, AEW is unraveling before our very eyes. Yeah. Um, like, listen, Tony Khan's always, always been doing the cope tweets. We know this has happened in life. Um, this is just something we, we've come to expect. But, bro, your greatest, your greatest, um, let me put it like this. I think Justin and Mio say this regularly, but um, if you listen to the Asia of the Premier Wrestling Podcast out there, available, of course, on the RNC Radio Network. Thank you, beloved, for my tea. Um, they say every week the AEW was built in the image of CM Punk. It's literally a company 
like brought from the ground up by people. And by people, I mean Tony Khan. Um, by people who literally lived and died by Punk's word, aka the podcast he put out almost a decade ago. On on the day it was the day before or day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, that was some crazy shit to listen to while all my relatives was in the crib, yo. Um, One of the greatest podcast episodes ever, bro. That show was yo, hilarious. I I still to this day listen to that only only to hear what burnout truly sounds like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, for I listen I listen to that to be like, am I really sick of my job? Let me put this on. Damn, this all sounds goddamn familiar. Besides the life threatening shit, all this sounds real fucking familiar. Oh, uh, damn, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, bro, <laughs> it's, just, it's just anger, frustration, and spite. It's just, just someone venting for three hours straight to their best friend. It, it sounds exactly what you think it was. It sounds like everybody post COVID, to be completely honest with you. Pretty much. Um, goddamn, Sam Puck was ahead of his time, even in that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, but back to the main point of AEW is building the fucking image of Punk, right? Um, and then Punk came, caught all them bitches, whooped all their asses, yeah. and then was like, all right, what y'all going to do with me now? And then they fired him, and then he went back to his main thing. Because um, let's, be, let's be honest here. Let's be completely honest here. CM Punk always thought he was too good for them niggas. You want to know why he absolutely was? He was, yeah. I was about to say he really was. Right, (laughs) several times, many times over. CM Punk has been on Instagram the last two days or last three days now since he's been back on Saturday, um, with nothing like with like fan art. Um, he posted a picture of of uh, CM of fan art of him waving to Randy Orton in in War Games and Seth Rollins cussing that cussing in the front with Cole with them. Um, that's hilarious, ain't it? Um. He posted that fan art, right? And while he was in AAW, when he posted on Instagram, it was like, Melter, you bitch-ass liar. How dare you speak <laughs> my name? Or it's been like, Jericho is a dick and fuck Mox- Moxley type shit. You know what I mean? Like, when he posted when he was in AAW, it was for blood. When he posted with WWE, it's like, oh, I'm home again. Oh, <laughs> the vibes are immaculate once again. You know oh, what I mean? Baby. Like this, this is this is where we're at now. Um, it's also very just surreal. Just to, like just like I said in the beginning, it's just all very fucking surreal. Um, however, like the generation that came before us felt about like Brett and Sean ever 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 doing anything on TV together. Um, again, is how I feel about Punk coming back to the WWE. Pretty much, this shit is this shit is crazy to have lived through this whole saga. The the whole from. From when he first got uh, was leaving and before Money in the Bank, um, to the burnout and him crashing out to the AEW shit and now him coming back, wild shit. And we still haven't even gotten to a wrestling match yet. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Also, shit. I felt when he left, like it kind of like sped up the. I feel like the shit was always gonna be stars, but I feel like him leaving kind of like sped up that process. You know what I mean? Like it kind of cleared out a big space for Roman and Seth and them to really get on too. So. I mean, that's, that, who that's going to be facing is hilarious. That was happening regardless, because like even before he left, like Punk had worked with all three of them, like uh, together and individually, because like it yeah. was part of the upskilling process that WWE has. See it with Dominique Mysterio right the fuck now. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that was that was going to happen regardless. But uh, yeah, one of the big um, yeah main event star leaving 
opens up a hole whenever it happens. Look at Dwayne Wade with the Heat. You want to happen with Hassan Whiteside for the next three years? Um, <laughs> Where's see, he at? See, don't even. We're not talking about. I think he's in <laughs> um, see, literally the entire Chicago Bulls era past Michael Jordan. Um, go to go to the Patriots right now, going through the same shit. It's a it's a universal thing. A main event player leave shit gets rough for a yeah. little bit while they figure out who was next. But damn it, they figured it out and made record profits even before this motherfucker came back. So, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not going to get too deep into my WWE bag. If you want to hear all my thoughts about this, go listen to the A show because they will say everything about this I could possibly think of. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, man, this punk shit is very surreal. Um, what, 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 what has been going on in your neck of the woods, brother? Besides punk, what has been going on with you? Um, I've been chilling, man. You know, uh, about to go to the Islanders game because, you know, I'm a big hockey fan. You know, you go to the uh, game? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You going out there? Games. You going with Ray Romano, like in a uh, King of Queens? <laughs> That's classic, classic. Oh man, I love that show. Everybody was raining. Great show. Um, sure. Yeah, I just love hockey, man. So you know, probably going to a hockey game in a week. It's a great, uh, cheap way to go out and get drunk and yell at people. Um, uh, yeah. Is it true it's cold as fuck there? Yeah, like, like it's actually like legit walking into the freezer, the freezer, bro. Okay, cool. Make sure to bundle up and shit, but post lots of pictures. I want to see that shit. Right, uh, yeah. I want to see hoodie it. on with the hockey jersey on top of it. I don't know who the star of the of the it's Islanders, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the fuck the star of the Islanders is, but I want to see you post it up with a nigga who scored the goal or a banger, some Garnacho type shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I want to oh, see man, that. Shout to Garnacho, man. Shout shout to young boy Nacho. Um, hitting the weakest Sue right after it, but hey, fuck it. <laughs> you hit a banger, you can do what you want. Um, did you hear the conspiracy? That's why he hasn't been called up to Argentina. Why? Because he, he, he love Ronaldo. <laughs> he got caught up in he got caught up in the summer, which is crazy. <laughs> but I think it's funny as hell because they can't do that shit again now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You gonna walk in the camp like did did any of you niggas score something like that? Oh no. That's and, and you don't play for Manchester United. Oh shit, that's right. Move over, little nigga. Him um, hitting the Sioux in the Argentina jersey is gonna be so nasty, bro. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be funnier when he's wearing number seven while doing it. Oh man, oh man. Because best believe that boy wants that number. He changed his shit to seventeen just because he couldn't get seven this year. Like that, that little that little nigga. Like if he wasn't playing football, he would definitely be a psychopath or a serial killer. There, there, yeah, yeah. there's no. He might still be a psychopath, to be completely honest. But at least it's in football and not, you know, out in the world and shit. Yeah, um, definitely taking that seven off Mount <laughs> next summer, bro. It's over. I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw the transfer list for United today, and it was like a striker, a number eight, which is a, a, a center midfielder for everybody who doesn't watch, listen to fucking football or watch football. Um, a center back, and. I think it was like a, a right back or a left back, oh, and I'm man. like, my nigga, ain't that the summer list or the uh, or or an essential defensive midfielder? And I'm like, isn't that the list from this summer, my nigga? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Every every summer is the same. We have the same needs, bro. It's just it's actually nasty. Every goddamn year, but hey, maybe Sergio Ratcliffe will fix this shit. Probably yeah. not. They got a, they had a racist coach at Nice this year. I, I my memory's oh, not yeah. that not that goddamn young. Um. But yeah, that that hey, at least we won six matches in a row. So fuck it, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> we walk into hell tomorrow. So I'm, I, you yeah, know, facts. Champions League, woo. Um, 
at least the Miami Heat are currently beating the Bucks, and I'll take that in life. Let's get into the show. Oh, actually, before we get into the what you been tapping into lately, man? Um, not much, not much. You know, usual, just watching Justice League. It's just, always watching Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Um, yeah, I rewatched Infinity War, of course. Banger. Uh, rewatched the first Elite. Captain America. Everything outside the Guardians is a banger, but continue. My bad. Yeah, no, no. Facts. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for me. What about you? You saw the first Captain America? Yeah, I like that movie. Don't judge that's, me. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't like the first Captain America to nobody's surprise, but that's okay. Uh, coincidentally, I am watched, re-watching um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Oh, nice. uh, and I got to say, man, I got to say honestly and truly, if you like are a fan of the Avengers movies, you should absolutely watch this shit. It is like the best condensed version of like 50 years of Avengers history down to two <laughs> seasons. They two did the whole Winter Soldier saga in one episode. Like, bro, they, did, they did that shit in, in a in a pre in a not even like in the main episode. They did that shit like in a in a uh, like the little webisode. Uh they, yeah. they posted before the series started with with the Bucky exploding and then Kane coming through and being like yeah, I'm gonna make sure this Nick, little nigga lives just for entertainment. Bink. Um, they do that. They do that whole shit. They do the new Avengers. They do Bucky. Um, they do Captain Marvel. Um, which is my foray into Captain Marvel. Period. By the way, um, or the Marvel Captain Marvel because you know real niggas always go for Billy Batson. Um, what else? What else? Um, Spider Man's in there. Wolverine's in there. Um, uh, even Black Widow eventually joins the team. Um. Yeah. The only whack part about it is Black Panther asking the Avengers for help to take the Trump the throne. Besides that, the series is damn near perfect. Yeah, it's actually really good, really good. They do all the big like the way they did Thanos is cool too. I th- yeah, they did Thanos for a second. They did Loki, mm-hmm. um, and it's real comic accurate too. It's it, yeah. it gives the basically with the updated um, animation of the Year of Our Lord twenty eleven. Uh, it gives the same look and feel of uh, the Spider Man ninety series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm watching Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes at the moment. Um, still finishing Winning Time, um, and I'm I'm also coincidentally watching Justice League Unlimited too as background noise. Um, right. Hey, yo, question: Hunters freakbulls. Um, <laughs> uh, besides that, though, I haven't been tapping into much else lately. So, ready into the show? Yeah, man. Let's jump in. All right, let's hop into Dead Shots real quick. Um, I'm, I'm we're starting off on a comical note this week. After being informed he will not be returning or would not be returning for Thor 5, Taika Waititi has now came out and said, as an auteur, auteur, he initially had no interest in doing the Thor films. Quote, I never read Thor comics as a kid. I was poor and I just had a second child. I thought this would be a great opportunity to feed these children. End quote. Yo, this nigga sound like a scorn ex, bro. Like ever <laughs> since he got the boot for the Thor movies, he just been like coming with all different ways to say, "Oh, I never liked those movies anyway." You know, yeah, like, yeah. fuck out of here, man. Should we, should we call him Tyka Fontaine? Um, yeah, man, hurt brother. That's what we gonna we, call him. Should we call him Party White Titty? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Party Party White Titty sounds sounds really mad out here talking about his uh his lover's secrets and shit. On a, on a diss song and shit. Um, listen, uh, Taika Fontaine got to calm down. He got to relax. Yeah, why are you so uh, mad, bro? Yeah, like he's talking as if he doesn't have a Star Wars movie in the tuck. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm, I'm an artist, but yeah, I'm going to do this uh, big budget Star Wars movie. Like, fuck he, that, yeah. Yo, you, 
Real shit, as much as I don't want to say this out loud, Taika Waititi will fuck around and actually be doing the Mandalorian movie. Yeah, type shit. I don't <laughs> want to be saying see it happening, yeah. Yo, I don't want to say that out loud, but that's a distinct possibility, yo. Yeah. Um, so I, I really don't want to hear this man complaining about lack of opportunity, like as if he don't have opportunities to shit, bro. You were you were getting movie that motherfucker. I think he was either nominated or won an Oscar for Ragnarok, right? Like, I'm not bullshitting. Yeah, something for it. He got some type of oh no, he won an NTV award, remember? No, 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 like before Ragnarok. So, like, oh, did he, oh yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Let me google this shit real quick. Ragnarok came out in Oscar. Let's see, Taika White Teddy. He won, yeah, he won an Oscar a decade before Ragnarok came out, and for best live action short film, um, he then won best picture and best adapted screenplay before Thor five came or Thor four came out. So not before Ragnarok, but before Love and Thunder at least. Um, so you ain't got no excuses, my guy. You you got you got no excuses. Speaking of a man who does not accept excuses, Francis Lawrence, filmmaker and executive producer, notably of Constantine. Uh, has spoke out about Constantine too and was asked if he thought the sequel was dead in the water with quote, no, but we've had many obstacles. Me, Keanu, Akiva have tried over the year to wrangle some control of the character again because that had been handed over. I think NBC did a TV show and then JJ was going to try and do something and the regime changed at DC and then they've got their plans but luckily we managed to wrangle some control and started working on some ideas for Constantine too, which we're really excited about. It's still the very beginning as the strike put it on hold for a little bit. So we're probably going to start getting back together after Thanksgiving and dig back in to try and crack it, end quote. Wow, hey. I, I'd be very interested to see if this gets made. Only reason I can I can see it getting made was because it's going to be underneath that DC banner that they're starting. Yep. So I, I can see it like being like a lead movie in that. Also, I can also see it not happening because like just Keanu's just so busy, bro. I don't know if they'd be able to do it. Keanu is busy, but if this is something he's been pursuing for no, like no hyperbole when I say this going on two decades now, um, this sequel, I I would have to assume this man is committed to getting this made. And listen, even in the world of David Zaslav, which uh, you gotta be a stupid motherfucker to be David Zaslav and run WBD into the ground. And I don't mean that to like be abrasive, but literally today, as we speak, a story broke about Max removing the fucking Looney Tunes show from Crazy. HBO Max, and them having to go back and reverse the shit allegedly because it was it was allegedly you know mistaken to be part of the <laughs> list and to leave at the end of the month. The list we get every goddamn every month, month every from month. various <laughs> reporters who's never it been wrong the list has never been wrong either literally <laughs> never unless some crazy shit has happened like a sony struck a deal with disney or some shit like it's always been accurate but no this one time it was wrong come on come on Zaslav. Yeah, come he on full, he full of shit man but i mean keanu basically runs Warner brothers so i can definitely see him pushing through just off that yo and, really, like we really? said before he's one of the last uh action stars we have left Real shit, like this is such an easy layup. Like yeah. it's it's a spooky, like no bullshit. Greater than DC, greater than the history attached to this with the John Constantine Constantine character. It's a fucking spooky Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah, he's made a career off this shit, my guy. <laughs> like this yeah. this ain't this ain't hard. This magic Keanu Reeves, dog. Like this is Neo, just with like crosses instead of bullets. It, it's <laughs> it's not that far off. They also they force they they owe him for forcing him to do that last Matrix movie, man. That shit was terrible. Hey, that shit was decent. Man. I'm, I'm not, I'm that not shit gonna was hold. terrible. I fucked with the, I fucked with the last Matrix movie. I can't help. <laughs> um, 
But speaking of, you know, I don't even know how to segue into this. This is about Chris Evans. Um, Chris Evans has, was on The View last week, like the white woman he is. Um, <laughs> and he spoke about returning to new to new Avengers movie. Quote, no one's spoken to me about it. And look, I would never say never, but I really, I'm very protective. It's a very precious role to me. So it would just have to be right. End quote. Mind you, earlier this year, April to be specific, um, he conceded, quote, there is more Steve Rogers stories to tell. <laughs> then, as the resident Captain America expert here, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about this? Hey, man, I think it's fire. I also, like, I appreciate him holding it down, even though we know the truth. The nigga, you're coming back, you know. But I appreciate him at least fake holding it down. He's no Tom Holland, you know. You got to fake pump with it. You know yeah, I mean? you got to go through, you know what I mean. A pump fake with him up at Exactly. Um, I This is like... I gotta feel like, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, I feel like every three to four months, ever since, not WandaVision, but like, I wanna say at least six months after Endgame, every three to four months, we've gotten a quote from Chris Evans being like, nah, my nigga, it's not the right, right not time. Not time. Not time yeah. yet. Not time yet. Maybe it's getting time. You know what? There's more Steve Rogers stories to tell. Um, and now we're, we're in year four, and now you're saying shit like, there's more story, Steve Rogers story to tell. My God, the agreement is on the table. Exactly. Um, Even when he showed up in that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie with the Captain America show thing, <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was. I was like, "Man, he wants to play Captain that, America so." Was bad. that free guy? Yep. <laughs> that <show> was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, but yeah, I, he'll, he'll definitely be back. I, I, I'm sure he misses the role, man. It's a layup. He, He's yeah, he's absolutely coming back. I have no doubt in my mind. The only doubt I have, honestly, for any of the motherfuckers coming out is Robert Downey Jr. Um, because he wouldn't have made it back without them. Oh, um, <laughs> it took three tries, but he did it. Probably um, win an Oscar too without him. Shit, supporting he, one. Sure, he might. Um, but speaking of actually holding it down, right? Amon Vellani is back in the news, and someone asked her how the MCU can once again generate the in-game level of fan hype. And she said, once again, verbatim quote, I don't know if it's about just getting bigger. It's about making the audience care about their characters. Yeah. At, at, a basic, at a basic level, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we Are we sure she doesn't listen to the Black Variant? I'm going to be completely honest she with you. She might be down with the crew, man. She might be in the, she might be in the Discord, bro. She, she <laughs> might be. with Donnie. Arguing with Empress. Um, shout out to Donnie and Empress. Um, listen, man, she give this, yo, give this, give. I can't keep calling her a little girl because she's she's standing on business. Give this woman the, the the role. Give her the number one role. She has to be the leader of the next next line. Listen, years ago, Van, you remember when I came on here and was like, "Damn, why is Miss Marvel the leader of the champions? Why isn't it Miles?" You know what? You take it back. Wrong. You gotta take it back. I was, I was wrong. Marvelani standing on business like this. She should be the leader of the next generation of the MCU. I don't give a fuck who's coming back. She should be in the middle of the poster when uh Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars come through. I'm calling in now. Amon Velani deserves everything they gave Tom Holland. All right, because Tom Holland don't even want that shit. <laughs> he wants to be left alone. <laughs> he, 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 let's be honest. Tom Holland did the movies for Zendaya. He got her and was like, "I'm done. I don't got to do this shit no Mission more." Complete, bro. Mission complete. I, I won, nigga. I don't need this shit no more. Um, but yeah, Amavalani. I her quotes come from Bob Iger to you know 
Maybe y'all should get niggas to care about their characters. Um, I'm fucking with her. Um, in a real way, though, she's right. Like, 100% right. Like, that's what... People don't care about the characters anymore, bro. And all the ones people care about, they're gone. That, hey, man, it's it's, it's kind of hard when you... To, oh, listen, once again, we can't really blame them because, like, no one knew chat would, was going to pass. Um, but it doesn't really help that everybody who was basically built to be the next generation was, like, was basically, like, I don't want to do this shit. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland said it. Brie Larson has been accused or, or rumored of saying it in private. Uh, the only one who's once again yelling loudly like, I want this shit, is Amon Vellani. <laughs> Jimmy honest, Butler, give me more struggles. <laughs> give me more battles. <laughs> and, and it seems the only other person who's yelling that shit is Simi Lou, and we all know why he, people don't want him to be it. So, uh, yeah, Amon Vellani, you have my vote if it comes down to it. But let's go into the planet of Oa um, for a second, because we had a couple of heavy alleged and rumors come out about Green Lantern series that's coming out under James Gunn's DC scope. Um, are you ready to get into the topic there? Yeah, let's, let's jump into it. All right. So first off, Lantern is going to be 10 episodes or heavy alleged for this, but Lantern is set to be 10 episodes, right? Um, Nathan Fillion, who has already been announced as Guy Gardner, um, has allegedly signed on for at least three of these episodes. Um, but the bigger news here is James Gunn is, once again, alleged, said to be eyeing Patrick Schwarzenegger. If you don't know who that is, if you've seen the Golden Boy, if you've seen Gen, <laughs> Golden Boy and Gen V, that's who that is. Um, though, as of right now, no offer has been made. Um, but that's what's floating out there right now. So before we move on to more alleged, man, how are you feeling? I think it would be great as like a... Hal Jordan, like a younger he's, Hal Jordan, he's going to be Hal. I'm going to be completely yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be Hal. Yeah, he definitely. I could definitely see him like, like a young Alan Scott, like they wanted to, like a flashback. Yo, that doing was, that too. Be kind of hard. Yeah, but like he's definitely going to be like Hal Jordan, bro. But I think he'll be good, bro. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I desperately don't want a Green Lantern series just featuring white dudes, but um, yeah, I'll be in my peace with this happening. Uh, though, I'm real though, it sounds like they're doing the corpse, though. Huh? I think it sounds like they're doing the Green Lantern corpse. Like it sounds like they're going to be. It's going to be a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, it. I, I. I'm kind of excited to see like all the backgrounds. Like, well, of course, we'll see. Um, what's my man's name? He's the like. He's my favorite Green Lantern because he sounds like he's from Boston, despite looking like a pug. Um, oh, the trainer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. Which is bad. Killerwalk. Yes. Killerwalk. Yes. There we go. My man's. You know why I always forget him because he always gets he always gets smoked <laughs> in every adaptation, you know, yeah, every yeah. single one. But my man's kill. Like I'm, I'm excited to see like all the background Green Lanterns like that. Um, the weird, the one of them that has like a single eye but looks like a chicken somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want. I'm more excited to see them more than I'm excited to see like the main characters because the Green Lanterns I love are John Stewart and Ky- not yeah, and Kyle Rayner. Um and it's, it looks like we ain't getting them. So. That would be my wish list though. I would be I would think like Hal Jordan. Oh, I mean all the main ones. You know what I mean. But I definitely would like to see Kyle. I think he's like probably the most underrepresented Green Lantern at all of them. Absolutely, he has the most history at all of them, which is hilarious. You know, yeah, he, he literally held <laughs> them down for twenty years, which yeah, is crazy. He gets um, no love. He gets no love. What's crazy to me about like the Green Lanterns is like. They are so like as a as a superhero family, 
they are so awfully not white. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how Guy and Alan are white, right? But basically, everyone else is not. Yo, Jessica's not white. Simon's not white. John Stewart's not white. Kyle Rayner is not white. Um, bro, that's most of the Green Lanterns. That's yeah. literally over half. Uh, not to mention Teen Lantern. Five of the eight Earth Lanterns are not white. You gotta try really hard to make a Green Lantern show with only the white leads. Um, you wanna know a funny story? So it's this, it's this comic book owner. He um he had this guy. He would buy like all the Green Lantern like merch and shit like that. So uh-huh. one day the comic book owner suggested him like, "Yo, why don't you actually pick up like a Green Lantern comic?" Right. So uh-huh. the guy walks over to the Green Lantern section and he he calls the owner over. He's like, "Why is he white?" <laughs> because the only one he knew growing up was John Stewart. Stewart. He didn't know it was actually a white man. That yo, the that, first main Green Lantern. Yeah. They gotta, yo, we get, they gotta remember who the Green Lantern their generation, like the basically the people who grew up on the Dark Knight, people who grew up on uh, Batman Begins, um, the generation who basically grew up into the, the later MCU generation. They grew up on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, dog. Yeah, and we. And we ain't know how Jordan existed until the uh, the once upon a future thing episode. Yeah, um, stand for five seconds. Yeah. And we listen. I ain't know Kyle Rayner existed until that episode. Just League where all of old got slimed. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I I ain't know none of that shit, man. So, yeah, I hope they, I hope they do justice. They have um, I like Jessica too. I think Jessica is like could be used very well, especially with her like anxieties and stuff like that. Jessica is definitely one of Jeff Johns's better creations towards the latter half of his career. I know it's still going, but you know I'm just going to assume that shit is over until you know proving guilt further. Um, I, I hope Jessica like gets more representation throughout. I want Simon to get more reputation. Like yeah, I really feel like even in the comics, Simon is really the forgot. Like he's the black sheep of the family because he's the forgot. He's the Muslim lantern. Um, also, I think it's because he uses guns, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that hasn't stopped Jason, uh, Jason Todd, has it? Um, yeah, sure. but speaking of motherfuckers who uses guns, let's talk about Lobo and the Bass Stitches. Um, once again, heavy alleges to follow, but back in October, like late, a month ago, I said that as if it was a long time ago, a month ago, Variety reported that Jason Momoa was engaged in talks to play Lobo. Um, either in the 2025 reboot of Superman, Superman Legacy, um, or in a standalone movie. This is in the same report that they talked about his problems with Amber Heard, allegedly. Um, we are now getting reports or rumors that a Lobo movie is, in fact, in the works at DC Studios. Uh, Jason Momoa is set to allegedly set to star and produce or executive produce the movie. Um, and the plot will follow... Lobo hunting down a rogue Green Lantern, maybe Sinestro, I don't know, um, while bonding with his daughter Crush. Van, how would you feel about this? Um, I think everybody knows how I feel about Lobo. I just like he's a whatever ass character to me. But I think only way a Lobo movie works is with Crush, so I'm happy to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Momo's gonna do well. You know, he's been going super hard to try to play Lobo um for years, but and I, I think it will work. I think it will work on a small scale. I think people have to like temper their like expectations for this, like commercially. I don't feel like it's gonna do super well commercially, but I feel like for as a fan of DC stuff, it might be all right. I think this would this would probably have to be a rated R movie, mm-hmm. um, unless they go the um, the only way like this could be made PG thirteen if they go like the X Men Origins Wolverine route, which is like they show stabbing but they don't show blood. 
Um, well, they really need to go the Logan route with this. <laughs> they 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 really really should, and um, like they could they might be able to like get away with it like the PG thirteen route because there'll be like a lot of alien cartoonish violence. Um, but like that's also depending on the level of violence this gets into. But like the plot to me uh, as of right now kind of sounds like Reverse Moana, um, and I <laughs> yeah. mean that in the sense in the sense that like instead of like you know how the story follows like Moana dip, dips off to like find more water for the tribe or whatever ends up running into Maui and then they go ahead and fight the, the giant goddess or demigoddess or whatever right um this story is more like if Maui find Moana and then took her to go fight the giant goddess yeah exactly. uh, damn yeah. it is the same it's the same movie it's the same it, thing it's basically the same thing right and I think that like the reverse of that is kind of fucking cool to be completely honest with you. Like that, that sounds like a fire premise to me. Um, so I mean, I'd be cool watching this, especially if you throw the violence in this as well. Um, like this is this is like you on, on the note of Logan earlier. Um, this would kind of be like Logan, just without Professor X. Um, it would just be Wolverine and his daughter bonding the entire time. It'll basically be three hours of the moment in the movie. He's like, no, not okay. When she almost slimes somebody from stopping her stealing sunglasses, X-23. Um, this movie would be all like that. I think that would be hilarious. Um, but you have to find a, a kid, a good kid to play Crush. And I pick Ariana Greenblatt. I'm just throwing it out there right now. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can definitely see her getting that all. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Ariana Greenblatt is, she is the girl who played young Gamora, young Ahsoka, and um, she was young somebody else in one of these projects. I just can't remember which one. Um, but she's always played the young version of everyone. So, like, her playing basically young gay Lobo would probably be cool. Um, and, like, she seems to have chemistry with a lot of bigger actors. So, like, if she could play with Hayden Christensen, I assume she can she could banter with Jason Momoa. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> like, Josh Brolin and shit, you know. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Um what actually else was she in? She was in something else that was big, and I just can't fucking think about it, but it's going to annoy the shot of me, so I'm going to do a Google real quick. What else what the fuck was she in? Yeah, Barbie. Was she was the she was the oh, teenage yeah, daughter in Barbie. Yeah. Um, I am mad at you. <laughs> hey, hey, man. This this is why she was... Hey, she just starred in a billion-dollar movie, yo. You know what you should do? Put her in a fucking superhero movie, man. Let her wild out a little bit. Um. Yeah. And that'll be, I think that'll be really cool to see if that does happen. But any final thoughts on Lovewood before we get into this week in comics? No, 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 same thing. It's, it's gonna be pretty good. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. All right, man, let's go ahead and tap into this week in comics. What you've been tapping into lately, yo, man. I actually, um, speaking of Green Lantern, shit we talked about earlier, I read, um, I finally got up to the Alan Scott of uh, Green uh-huh. Lantern run, the, the newest one. Uh-huh. Actually, pretty decent. It's pretty decent, man. Like, he's in, um, he's in Arkham Asylum right now, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. But um, how, did, how did he get put in Arkham Asylum? It's it's a lot. It's a lot. He gets accused of some shit. He ends up in Arkham during like the Jim Crow era Arkham. Uh, yeah, as, as one does. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just like me. Oh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in there now. But uh, it's actually a pretty a uh, really good book. I think it's always felt like it was kind of strange for DC to kind of been they've been leaning kind of hard in Alan Scott. Um, which I thought was strange because I'm like, who gives a fuck about Alan Scott? Um, but they're actually doing a, a really good job. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? He's like the he's like the sixth number six on the Green Lantern list, man. Um, I mean, like he he's the OG Green Lantern. Like, you, yeah. you, you should stick cool during that one episode of Just League Unlimited. He should he should like he, I feel like he should have the Jay Garrick role. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, he like, cooler. He got the hat. Yeah, he's the great. Like he's the grandpa of the Fash family. Yo, why are you? Why are you out there in the streets with the kids still, Alan Scott? Like, he's. I still got it. I still. You got run, it. You're supposed to be running support at this age, dog. Not not running point. Yeah, man. Like, get your ass back. Uh, that's a Green Arrow, fire, bro. A really good book. Probably the most slept on book. You know, I had my issues with Josh Williamson before. <laughs> wink, wink. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you can write a book. I give him that much. Um, Green Arrow is really good. Uh, Harley Quinn is all right. I'm not a big Harley Quinn fan, but um, if you are, it's cool. It's colorful and shit. You like it. Um, Power Girl. So <laughs> Power Girl's out. I think it's like oh, issue number three. It's um, it's something. Um, Power Girl isn't my favorite moniker for Kara uh, <laughs> I just like Supergirl, Superwoman for me personally. But the whole Power Girl thing is—it's I don't I don't know I don't know what they're they're really aiming for with this book. It seems kind of directionless to me. It's just like a book for just the sake of having a book, but it's out. Um, so if you like if you're into Superman shit, I would say read it. But if you're not really, um, I would just skip it. Um, I haven't like personally tapped in with that one, but uh, I did see that I saw basically something on the, the IG page I followed to keep up with comics that I'm not reading. Um, and I saw like some dialogue in it between her and Supergirl and like their past lives or whatever. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Power Girl is another Earth version of Supergirl brought onto the main Earth. Um, and I feel like I've seen this exact panel of this dialogue like two or three times just in like my time in comics over the last decade or so. Yeah. Um, and it's not like a bad thing or like a bad reflection on the writer because like it's something to always explore. But like it's like that and like the panel talking about like the giant hole where her, you know, where her cleavage is. Um, yeah. And I feel like both like Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow did a lot of justice to the character, right? Um, but also what if we like not not gave the same story to Power Girl, but Wolfie gave the same dedication to like exploring their relationship. Like make this more like um Batgirls instead of like um not calling this a bad book, but the Scarlet Spider run after the Spider-Verse books. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. where those books were like it was Kane and Ben Riley being like, fuck you, I hate you, let's go fight these niggas. Um <laughs> And the Supergirl books is like, I don't know if I fuck with you, but let's go fight fight these niggas. Make it like Batgirls and be like, yo, girl, like, we're the fucking Bat... We're the Supergirls. Yo, let's go fight these niggas, yo. Like, what the... I'll fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, um, 100%. 100%. I think that would be a good way to go. Um, I would say... Also, I would like to see a team up with Barbara. You know, they have usually have a good relationship in these things. But for a long time, they kind of just kept them separated. They kind of operate on their own accord. Mm. Um, but I think I'll be a cool team up. But I don't know. I just I just like this deeper story that you could tell with Power Girl. I feel like they could have gave Power Girl the same thing in that Superman Lost book, where Superman's mm. in space, don't know how he got there, is just out there. You know, I feel like that could have would have been a really good storyline. But they chose to go a little bit more of a silly route with this book. I I hope that like maybe James Gunn, not James Gunn, but like maybe Tom King is working on this shit. And I have I have no fucking idea about it. I don't know. Um, but like you mentioned with Superman Lost, like they got Chris- Christopher Priest, a very introspective, deep thought writer, to mm. do that shit. Um, you would have to be committed to finding somebody to do that shit. And like one name that comes up off the top of my head, and someone she would probably love to do, it's Peach Momoko. Um, oh, yeah, that's hard, Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. But DC has to be ready to to 
Bessie to invest in that. Um, and it seems DC's more invested in Supergirl being a side character at the moment, instead of like, despite the fact she's about to get a major like movie push. Um, it, it seems like she's they're just investing her as a side character at the moment. I think that's kind of whack, but you know, that's something we'll see unfold over the next couple of years. Um, especially hopefully if Sasha Kai Supergirl stays on the line, like I hope she does. Um, but on your note about Green Arrow, though, yo, I love the fact that they lean into the family dynamics right at the beginning of the book. Yeah, like, from the jump, they don't waste any time with it, too. They're like, listen, I know we're getting some walkie time travel type shit right now. With that being said, nigga, re- reunite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get you got you got uh Leanne with Roy, Leanne with her mama, um Oliver and not Roy, but you know, Connor. There we go. Oliver and Connor, um, Oliver and Widow, not Widow, Oliver and Canary. Um, mm-hmm. and then you get the whole this whole family moment of like. What you mean you you broke us up and then they split them all up right over again. We do the shit all over again. It's it's a way to like like keep you on the end of the rope. Yeah, you know I mean? like to, to to keep the the eventual moment of them being able not even like having like this happy like ah moment, but like just them being getting the one moment to like sit back for a second and be like, yo, no one's shooting at us. This is kind of nice. Y'all want to go hang out or something like that? <laughs> no one's shooting at us. By not, ninjas. This is, this is beautiful. Yeah, we're not we're not getting slung slingshot through time. Oh shit, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, y- y'all want to watch Life on Our Planet or some shit? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like I want them. I want I want the Green Arrow family to have um. Remember, like uh, not not in Morrison's run, but right after, like when Tomasi and Gleason's run first started, and there that that moment right after Bruce came back, um, in the Batman and Robin run. And they had a movie night. I think they were watching Zorro, if I'm not mistaken. But like, they was making shakes. They was passing popcorn around. Niggas had Ovaltine out. Um, <laughs> Ovaltine Tang. And, and, and you get this shot of Bruce in the, like in the big recliner chair in the middle, and then Alpha right next to him. And on either side, you get Dick, Tim, um, Damien, uh, Ace, and Titus the dog. And I think someone else. It was just like a night, relax, like a nice relaxing panel of all of them before going to some shit. I just want that for the Green Arrow family right now. Just one night, like maybe them just them niggas just having archery practice just for fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like them doing trick shots just for fun or some shit like that. Yeah. We need more uh, storylines like that in, in books. Like a superhero's just showing. Yeah, right. And you need that only so you don't burn the audience out like on major events. Cause like yo if Batman gets DDT'd in the street and like walks that shit off every week, I'm gonna get desensitized to this nigga's crisis. You know what yeah, I mean? 100%. Um that's something that Chip Darcy's Batman run is doing by like making him go through different shit, which I'm not going to get into the Batman run right now because that nigga's literally moving like matches below at the moment. Um, talk about Nightwing uh, coming through like Jack Captain Jack Sparrow last week. What I want to talk about this week is the current Black Panther run. Um, they gave him a Catwoman, but also his fight with Deathlock, super hard. I just want to throw that out there real yeah. quick. Mad hard. Um, I'm also caught up on Immortal Thor. Um... I think Immortal Thor is really good, man. Um, What's going on I, in that book? Um, let's see. So, you know, do you know like basic Greek mythology? Because this will be easier yeah. to explain with that. Okay, cool. Um, in the way that like there were before the the Greek pantheon, so like before, um, not Odin, but goddamn it, Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, like Demeter, before like the the twelve Greek yeah, pantheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how they were the Titans, Kronos, um, 
Hyperion, Atlas. Um, you know about them? Does that, does yeah, yeah, I remember that from God of War when they had the it was gods versus titans. I remember. Okay, cool. So basically, it's the similar things happening in in the book right now. So basically, Thor is now the All Father, right? And he actually has the Odin Force because you know Odin got clapped at the end of um, Donny Cage's Thor run. Yeah. Um, so what has now happened is like Thor is on Earth and like this big ass new god comes like that's literally big as the sky. Um, it literally looks like one of the hollows from Bleach or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically says, "Nigga, I am Thor before you were Thor. Um, like I am, I am the Titan. Like I'm, yeah, I'm the Titan Thor. Like I'm the Thor of the gods that came before you, type shit." And oh, Thor hits, yeah, Thor hits him with like an Odin powered god blast, and like he doesn't like shriek, like um, he doesn't like like brush it off or whatever. You know what I mean? But what he does do, like Thor does that shit, like basically like to trip him through a time portal, right? And be like, yo, I gotta figure out a way to whoop his ass in like three days or something like that. Mind you, he has to go into the Odin sleeping shit. Um, so what happens is Loki tricks Thor in some way that basically he gets the Odin sleep without actually having to, you know, sleep for a month. Um, and during that time, Thor is like, you know what, I can't just like, you know, I might be Odin now, but you feel me. I can't just muscle my way through everything. Let me call the homies. Um, and the homies in this particular instance is Loki, Storm, Better Ray Bill, and Jane Foster. Um, <laughs> All the Thunder niggas I know. Yeah. So this is what they did, right? So uh, like the Thor before Thor, has, I think his name is Tyrannos or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tyrannos comes back and he's like, Thor, I'm back. I'm ready to stomp your ass out again. And Thor was like, no, you not. Um, so what Thor did was like he took Mjolnir, he he basically kidnapped Storm and was like, Listen, I know you're in the middle of a war, yo, but hear me out. Um, <laughs> he gives her the hammer, right? And like she turns back into her Thor form, um, the Stormbreaker or the, the Wind Crusher or the Wind Rider, wherever the name of her Thor form is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also summons Loki and Beta, Beta Ray Bill and he throws the hammer and they both catch it, so they both you know get restored oh, to the power of Thor, right? Um <laughs> And because Thor is Odin now, it's whoever Thor seems like deems worthy. Oh, um, yeah, he is. Yeah, all right. So, so all of them pull up, and then Jane Foster pulls up, um, and she comes down. She also grabs the hammer and turns into Thor. But like the way the magic works with it is like, you know, Thor is a Thor is a mantle that gets passed, but like y'all can't share this shit. So basically, but like a minute for motherfuckers who can move at hyper speed um, is a lot longer than people think. So basically, five Thors have one minute to beat OG Thor's ass, um, and the and the art is fucking beautiful, man. Um, I heard it's very like colorful, like it's very like vibrant, like the. Yo, know, it's it's a, like it's Thor's back in his original, like his original costume with the fucking um with the winged helmet and shit. Yeah. Um, there's no more of that futuristic, cool, not cosmic cool. shit. <laughs> yeah, no more like this is this is back to the ground Thor. He just happens to have the power of Odin now. Um. And like it's it's very vibrant. It feels it feels campy a little bit, but like not campy. Like it's annoying, but campy. Like it serves the character, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, basically, it restores the feeling. He's doing for Alan. He's doing for Thor right now what he did for the Hulk. And if he keeps letting be allowed to cook, we're in for a classic, my guy. Nice, nice shout out to that. I like I love I love the Thor uh, storm relationship. The hell has grown over these few years. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real with you. The relationship wasn't like blossoming this issue. He literally kidnapped her, and Storm was like, "You do know I can fuck you up." 
Right, right. Like she she said it no less than four times. Like Thor, you do know, I'm not asking you to send me back, yo. Send me the fuck. Send like at one back, point, yeah. she was like, yo, I understand. Like you are the storm, bro, or whatever. But like, nigga, I control the weather, and that includes gravity. She literally puts the force of Jupiter on his ass, and he's like, listen, I am trying really hard not to fight back. Can we please just talk? Like I'm, I'm really trying hard. <laughs> To not die right now. Can we please just talk? And like literally, until he throws the hammer at her and she catches it, she don't believe him. She literally keeps whooping his ass. Um, Respect. But like, I, I like the way like they're they're it's not exploring Thor's titles, but basically um getting more to the essence of the character. Like um, there's these moments like when Storm was striking him or whatever, like literally with lightning, and. Thor's like, can you please stop that? And Aurora was like, who the fuck are you talking to? Thor was like, hold up, I'm not talking to you. I'm literally talking to the storm. And he looked, he he literally looks at the clouds and is like, cut that shit out, or I'm gonna come up there and whoop your ass. And the fucking sky clears instantly, yo. What the like hell? <laughs> the, the shit's written, like it's 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 written for like comedic effect in the way, like um what what's the main character of the office's name? Uh Jim. No, 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 not Steve Jim. Brown? Steve, yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Uh, Michael Scott. There we go. Michael it's Scott. written in the same way that Michael Scott, like looking at the camera, is. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So it's so, like very aware of like what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it's giving like it's not like breaking the third wall, but it's written for like clear comedic effect. And while it's cool, it like it's objectively funny for someone to look at the sky and be like, "Cut that shit out!" And the sky clears. Like, yeah, that's just that's hilarious. Funny. Objectively, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but besides that, I I'm start, I'm literally just starting to read World's Finest by um Mark Wade and Dan Moore. I'm really looking forward to like getting deep into that shit because I've seen a lot of cool shit from it, but I haven't gotten a chance to really deep dive into it. But that's what I've been tapping into on the comic side of things. Um, moving on, the Agatha teaser finally dropped. Um, Dark Hole Diaries. Van, did you get a chance to see it? I did. I did. How do you feel about it? Um. What's the what's the main lady? Catherine Hahn? Catherine. Yeah. She's gonna do a great job in this, right? Look, yeah. Do not get me wrong. I think she's great as Agatha. You know, I think them going um younger Agatha was pretty funny. Um <laughs> but like, why are we doing this? What's the show for? What's it building towards? Um Was there possibly a better and you know more popular magical character they could have gave this show to? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, like um and also, I feel like this is a, a missed opportunity with Marvel, but like not really bolstering the mystical side. Like they could, you know, mm-hmm. Moon Knight, they could have had Ghost Rider popping by now. <laughs> Blade, obviously. But like, oh. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's not talk about Blade. That's just pain. Blade, once again, Blade is an NFT, just like Will Washington. Right it's just right an now. idea. It's just an idea. Um, but nah, I feel like they, um, if they boosted up their mystical side, which they could, they could have been dead. I feel like this would have hit harder, but. I feel like this is just a DLC for WandaVision. <laughs> that's all it really seems like to me. I will keep it real, which that's exactly how I feel too. Um, like I think Catherine Hall would do great. She seems to really love this shit. Like she I know it's like in the character, but she she generally has a big ass smile on her face. What like in damn near every screen cap of this. So like she seems to be enjoying this. Um and Wiccan, who is like one of Wanda's kids who was in this, is played by Joe Locke, who um Beloved has made me watch Heartstopper, and he it's like a it's like a gay Dutch rom com or some shit like on that. Netflix, right? Yeah, on Netflix. 
Um, and he's in that, and like that's the one thing I recognize it from. So like, shout out to my little nigga Charlie, you know, out here getting magic and shit. Um, but besides that, I have no connection to this whatsoever. Uh, I I don't really care about Agatha that much. Like I, this seems to be for people who really love WandaVision and like. Also, speaking of WandaVision, uh, WandaVision just released on four 4K DVD. Yeah, um, bought it <laughs> like two days ago or some shit. So like, it's finally out for people who like collecting physical media. So go check that out if y'all have the opportunity and the resources to do so. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not. This is just not my thing. Um, and like, that's not me calling it trash. You're just saying it's just simply not my thing. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm sure it'll um, be entertaining if you if you're into WandaVision. If you know. All the cool shit will be on the timeline before morning of all these shows, so like I'm not really worried about it. Um, are you actually ready to get into something a little bit more universally important? Yeah, let's do it, bro. So uh, we got some news about Avengers, the Avengers movies coming uh, over the weekend, and the first update being Michael Waldron, the writer of WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness, um, is set to serve as the new writer for Avengers Kang Dynasty. You know, the movie who lost its writer and director last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, among that, on top of, of Michael Waldron being the new writer, um, it seems that Sam Raimi is reportedly among top choices to direct both Avengers the King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Um, I want to throw a third layer onto this, right? Do you remember about... God, I hate to say this motherfucker might have been right, but my time to shine hello said something to the effect that um, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man might be leading the the multiversal <laughs> Avengers team or whatever. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I remember. It's the battle in either King Dynasty or Secret Wars. If Sam Raimi is coming back... <laughs> I'm sorry, to, X. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if, if Sam Raimi... Is, if this is true, this does happen, this does play out, because this is not the first praise I've seen of Sam Raimi by Mar- on the Marvel side of things um, since Multiverse of Madness happened. Um, but if Sam Raimi is the... T- is a, the like, let's just assume he's the top choice to direct both King Dynasty and Secret Wars, and you mean to tell me we had a rumor that, you know, the motherfucker who made his superhero movies popular, Toad McGuire... Is allegedly set to star in at least one of those movies. There might be there might be fire when there's smoke, my guy. Yeah, definitely is. Um, gonna be. Oh, it sounds like some truth to that. Some truth to that, you know. Um, I'm sorry, X. I wish it was Andrew. <laughs> I, I I wish it was too. Um, but I. I don't How do you know. feel about that? I don't know. Um, I don't dislike Wandavision, but like I don't. I don't think it's great. Um, I think Multiverse of Madness is legitimately a bad movie, though. Um, and I understand that's not that writer's fault because you know you have to write the the basically the whims of Kevin Feige. Um, but that doesn't give me faith. You know what I mean? Um, Sam Raimi getting brought in to do this though, um, gives me a sliver of hope for this, and I say that only because. I truly do believe, just like the the Marvels, Multiverse of Madness, there's a good movie in Multiverse of Madness. In all the points they just let Sam Raimi cook, the movie felt different. Like yeah. the, just, just even the small scene of like Wanda doing the exorcist crawl on the floor type shit. You know what I mean? When she came to the mirrors and shit. Yeah, think, yeah, things like that, man. Like 
that that was some genuinely different shit. Something that like the like, the MCU had not done. Um, and then it just fell into the superhero shit. Like um, it's similar in the way that like the Wolverine, right? Is a really fucking good Wolverine movie. It's true to the comic. It like gives proper homages to the to the culture without being appropriation. And the third act gives you a giant silver samurai robot, and you're just like, "What the fuck, dog? This was some auteur shit twenty minutes ago." Yeah. Um, even like, yo, this is the movie I'm talking about with a fucking train scene, right? And I was like, "Yo, this is some cinema shit." And then we got a giant fucking robot, and all that shit went out the window after that, right? Yeah. Same thing with Multiverse of Madness. Except there was a lot less good parts. There was a lot less cinema shit and a lot more giant CGI shit for no apparent reason. Um, and but like there's there's some small things I think were probably in the movie but got improved when Sam Raimi got put on board. For example, Doctor Strange reanimating his dead multiversal self to fight Wanda at the end. I absolutely think that the way it was shot and done was from a horror perspective. But if Kevin Feige had done that shit, that shit would have not been from a horror perspective. It would look like a regular ass CGI fight in the MCU. It would like would like it would have looked like the end of Secret Invasion if Kevin Feige got left his own devices on that. Pretty shit. much, pretty but much. But Sam Raimi made that shit look better. And you know, also during that movie, we also heard so much about how how hands off Feige was with that, and how much praise he was giving Sam Raimi um, during Dude. that whole process. And also, it's like so that makes sense. It's like where they're going, but like I I don't know Sam Raimi. It seemed like they're gonna let him cook. Um, I felt like once again, I felt like he was due to get a big Marvel movie, a bigger Marvel movie. I didn't think it would be an Avengers movie, but here we are. I mean, if this fuck it, if this is what ushers in the age of Marvel going with proven directors instead of just every indie director with a hot project in the last six months, um, basically. Kevin Feige fucks with Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi told him to fuck off about some stuff during fucking production on Multiverse of Madness. And it's the same reason he fucks with Ryan Coogler because Ryan Coogler just told him straight up, yo, no, about some stuff. Like, nah, we're not just going to have this nigga groveling to every white white person he can find for help with the conda shit. Nah, that's not happening. We will allow Ross, but we ain't allowing the fucking FBI and then the United Nations in this bitch. Hell nah. Um, Like, we can get compromises like that. Sam Raimi will tell Kevin Feige, listen, my guy, one of us has beef with Alpha Molina, the other one doesn't. Maybe you should listen to the <laughs> nigga who doesn't have beef with Alpha Molina at the moment. Maybe that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and as much as Kevin Feige loves to have control of these projects, just like Vince McMahon, he loves somebody being a dickhead about it. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> why, why Vince likes CM Punk so much. <laughs> honestly and truly. Like yeah. not even just CM Punk, he lo- he loves everybody who's an asshole, man. He just lo- he just he just he just vibes like you know like whenever Miles meets another Spider Person in Spider Verse, that's the vibes come out of their head. The Spider the Spider Sense. That's literally what happens. Right. Same thing here. Kevin Feige just vibes with Sam Raimi for some strange ass reason, and for this reason, maybe he'll give us better MCU products moving forward. Um, speaking of better MCU products moving forward, another rumor came out over the weekend. Um, this is about the Fantastic Four this time. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy has been reportedly eyed to play a villain in Fantastic Four. Then, how do you feel about this? Um, First off, I fuck with Anya Taylor-Joy. You know what I mean? Great actress. Um, I always thought she would be more in line to play Sue than an actual, like, a villain? Um, 
I thought she was gonna be a villain in Blade. That was she's just, definitely white enough to play yeah. Sue Storm. That's Mia Goff. Yeah, she's definitely white. white enough to Is play. Mia Goff still, still in Blade? By the way, she's still attached to it. That's why. Okay, All cool. right. Okay, continue. But um, I don't know. I don't know what villain she would play. Um, I know there's been rumors of them making um Silver Surfer a woman. So maybe maybe that's maybe she'll play a surfer. Yeah, I, I that would make sense. I would honestly and truly, um like we, we know basically that to a certain degree Disney can't really replace the people who played the X Men characters in the um in the Fox movies yet, like for five years or however the uh, rumor length was. And so far that's proven to be truth. Um but if that's the truth, right? Bro, why hasn't Anya Taylor Joy appeared as magic in anything yet? Um, because yeah. like it's magic too. Yo, no, like no bullshit, real shit, real shit, real like hundred percent here. Anya Taylor Joy has done nothing but blow up since New Mutants. Um, yeah. like um, Macy Williams who played Arya Stark. Um, her like she's not. I wouldn't say like she's a bigger star now than she was before Game of Thrones or after Game of Thrones ended. Um, she's basically roughly has the same name recognition. Um, my man's from Stranger Things, um, might like be a bigger star now, but like, yeah, when you're attached to the dude who going around saying Zionism, Zionism is sexy, like in, <laughs> yeah. in the canon of your show, bro, like your popularity, which wasn't already great, kind of dips after that. Um, yeah. which again, not his fault, but still, but Anya Taylor Joy here, she's done the, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, she's starred in multiple movies, she was in the fucking Northman. Um, she's been in different movies. She's she's been in Forbes 30 under 30 list. She's been won awards and nominations. I like, I like when she was in The Witch. She was in The Witch. Like, yo, she why wouldn't you have her come back as the, the sword wielding magician character of the X-Men? Um, especially as you're building out your X-Men roster. That would be it seems a layup, would it not? Yeah. yeah. Um it's like they're going all in though with this casting. They put a lot of money behind these castings, so <laughs> except for Emma Stone, apparently. Yeah, um, I I hope this is true, but like, I if she's playing Surfer, I'm like, damn, is she, I, I'm not gonna say she's not she can't do it, but like, I want to see that shit before I'm convinced. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. Not be even because of her, but because of the writing. Every time, the the acting might be cool as shit. The actor themselves might be cool as fuck. Actually nailed the character, but if the MCU writing proves true, we might be in for a shit show. But go ahead, continue, Vin. No, no, hundred percent. I think you're right. Um, the main event for this week is a little bit unorthodox, and we're talking about Invincible. Um, <laughs> Vin, are you caught up on Invincible? Yes, I am. Yes, how I am. how have you felt about last week's episode? I felt like last week's episode was fucking great. Um. <laughs> Omni Man is a piece of shit. Omni Man is Dominican. That's crazy. <laughs> he's definitely, uh, definitely what's Indian. He's definitely Jamaican. <laughs> he's definitely a, a nigga in the 1950s. You know, family across the street. You know what I mean? Two families, same block, um, same universe, exactly, um, same galaxy. <laughs> that nigga is sick, bro. Boy, when it started a whole nother family, bro. What a piece of shit. He might be the one of the worst dads out there. It's like him and Goku. You know. All right, so like, we gotta we gotta draw the line here for 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 the for the bad dad things, right? Because listen, Goku showed up and beat somebody's ass in Gohan's name multiple times, or died in Gohan's names 
multiple times, right? I feel like we should put him more in the category of gang from Hunter Hunter. Um because oh, okay, okay. Because Gang from Hunter Hunter did the sin of I'm gonna keep it real with you, son. I don't really want to be a father. The pussy was just good. If you ever meet me, don't look at me. Right. Like that, right. That's basically what he told that little nigga. And coincidentally, the motherfucker ended up joining his job and was like, Hi dad. And everyone was like, You piece of shit during like a like a, a whole like a all hunter meeting, basically. Yeah. Um, he got ashamed and then he hung out with the boy once and was like, I'm proud of you. And that was it. Like <laughs> I'm proud of you now. Get away from me. <laughs> he 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 literally no, nah, I'm not gonna say that. That's fucked up. Um but I'm just he's kinda like uh, Todoroki's dad at all. Uh, my head I, like. he's not that far off to be completely honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's the perfect vein right now. We should put him in the same vein of Todoroki's dad as Endeavor from my yeah, hero academia. Yeah. That's, that's great. Same family <laughs> tree, man. They share a relative, definitely. Um, uh, but now nah, Omni Man's fucking hilarious. Uh great voice acting this episode by Steven Yoon. I think I think he does a great job most of the time, but like I feel like he really stepped it up in this episode. Um, yeah, honestly, I just they're doing a great job with the season. It started off a little rocky for me. One and two, mm-hmm. I wasn't really feeling, but three and four delivered. Um, especially with like basically as the is a it's Viltramites, right? Not Villamites. Yeah, vo- uh, Viltramites. Yeah, like especially as like the Vilt- uh, the Viltramite like civil war like colonization project ramps up, however you want to call it. Um, I think the voice acting for the show is so good, which is crazy. Um. And I just I'm not gonna like harp on the animation too much, but yeah, I know how we feel about the animation. <laughs> yeah, but like what I'm what I'm going to harp at is like the lack of intensity um in the animation. I'll put it like mm-hmm. this, right? If you take the uh the side by side, like panel for panel of uh Omni Man and Invincible fighting uh the other Viltramites or whatever in space, right? Um, and then show it side by side with the panel of like the just the panel of like Omni Man like punching somebody out the same moment when like Mark gets hit in the stomach or some shit like that, like while he's getting packed out in the background. Um, if you take the panel by panel comparison, just the pencils of the scene look so much fucking different, despite it basically looking like the same thing. Like, not to insult details, bro. This show, this show is is going. The animation for me has gone from like, how could this possibly be so bad? Like, um, I'm watching uh, a show called Young Love on HBO Max right now, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's the animation show, the animated series um, based off Matthew, is it Cherry? Yeah, Matthew Cherry's um, Hair Love, which won an oh, Oscar. Yeah, for yeah, Marvel. yeah. That's the one with Issa Rae and Kid Cudi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, that's who that is. That makes sense now. Um, <laughs> But Loretta Devine is in it and Harry Lennox is in it too. But like the animation isn't great, right? But I don't really come, I'm not really like here for like great animation. I wasn't really promised great animation. I was like basically promised this wholesome family show by like some broke people trying to raise their kid, right? And that's exactly what I got. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't promise me better. They didn't promise me bigger for the next season or for the next episode. What they promised me was a show about like this wholesome family shit, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting the same level of animation. And young love that I'm getting in goddamn invincible. Like, right. But at least I can tell they, they, they put in time, effort, and care 
into into young love despite not having the resource for it right and in invincible it looks like somebody ai may like someone told ai listen make a make a, a tv show for this invincible comic that's what this animation or someone yeah someone literally put into ai like the prompt of invincible uh omni man and invincible versus some random aliens that's <laughs> right. what I feel like i'm watching right now um that's fair. That's fair. like this is this is less of like me being like, damn, how could it be so bad? I'd be like, how are y'all intentionally making this bad? Like, right. yo, know, I watched the Looney Tunes show today. That show came out in 2011. I can say definitively the Looney Tunes show animation is way better than Invincible. However, the Looney Tunes show had to get like basically bully David Zaz off to stay on HBO Max, right? Invincible is the premier superhero property of Amazon. Right, right, and it costs a lot less to make than the boys. Right, how the fuck do y'all not put more money into the animation of this show? Yeah, like I this think, is. Not- I think this show is kind of like the Invincible comic. Like it's just really like strongly carried by a story, which is the story is amazing. But like, I feel like it kind of covers up like um, deficiencies in the art. You know. Yeah, and like I understand like. Shit, literally, like the you know, the Writers Guild of America had to send like a strongly worded letter to get them to like restart shows that were like paused during the strike. If they got to do that shit for this, imagine the battle Seth Rogen got to fight for funding for animation. Oh man, imagine! I can imagine. Like he's the executive producer. He's the one who has to fight the battles. Like he's the one to be like, "What you mean you only gave us half a million dollars for animation, bro? We we killed every like we 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 surpassed every metric by popularity." By sales, by streams. What the fuck you mean? There's not a bigger budget. How do you work for like a, a, a like a damn near infinitely profitable company, right? And you can't fund the art you claim to be about now. You know, funny enough, I feel like um they put so much money behind that Lord of the Rings show, but you look at like just engagement and people reacting. People are definitely reacting more to the boys and inventable. Hey, you, shit, you you said it, man. You know, um this. This, I don't know what's going on, but they got to figure this shit out because this is, it's something that's getting to the point that's legit deterring me from watching this show. Um, like, bro, I watched, not even, I think, was it Beware the Batman? That, mm-hmm. that CG, a Batman show that got canceled like a decade ago, like right after the um, Young Justice and the Green Lantern show got canceled. Um, once again, a decade ago. CG, which a lot of people don't like, and I'm someone who grew up on Clone Wars and don't like that shit sometimes still. Um, bro, it should still look better than fucking Invincible. Oh, yeah, like, I can imagine, yeah. Bro, I can I can pull up Johnny... Yo, fuck it. I watched Venture Bros today. I love Venture Bros. I watched the, like, the first 10 episodes of Venture Bros today as background noise. It was blurry. The shit is in... It's, the shit's in 480p on HBO Max right now. And it still looked clearer and smoother than Invincible. Damn. Dog. Dog. Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully they step it up in season three, because I think season two is a wash, but... Um, speaking of season two, I know y'all got hit by a strike or whatever, but, like, in the three years you had to work on this, y'all couldn't get an eight-episode season done? Yeah, I felt that. I feel like the, the break is, you know... It's very weird. Yo, why we why are we getting Attack on Titan esque with a goddamn eight episodes? <laughs> <season? nigga? laughs> 
ain't Madhouse. What the fuck? Yeah. This ain't Cartoon Network Studios. Like, what do we? Why? Why do you need a break? Why? Why do we need a a part two of a part three of a second half of a season? I don't think they announced this either. Like at the beginning of the season that it would be taking a break. Which that's that's even worse. That means like this is less. Hey, yo, this show might be getting sabotaged behind the scenes. I'm gonna be completely real with you. You niggas uh, hate on it. Niggas hate on it. Not, not, not even niggas as in people on the timeline like we usually mean. We can no, I mean niggas. like niggas, niggas, niggas in the office. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bezos in there like uh, pinching, pinching pennies and shit. That's crazy. World's richest motherfucker pinching pennies. I hear like Elon Musk in Israel. Oh, you know, um, it's Mark Cuban. He's on his Yo, that shit is also wild. Oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's that's all we got for you this week, man. What do you got on the, for the soapbox this week? Oh man, soapbox this week is go read the Invincible comics. Uh, just after this point in the season, uh-huh. very good. Um, the compendiums I've been seeing them on sale all week because of the whole Black Friday thing. But I'm sure a lot of those sales are still going on. It's a great time to go get comics in general. If you're picking up anything or wanting to try some shit. Especially for all you niggas that collect omnibuses, this is a good time to go get you that omnibus you've been eyeing. Um, yeah, that's all I really got, man. Actually, got anything you want to leave with the people? The Ultimate Spider-Man Volume Three omnibus just released. Um, and you know, as Van just said, you also take advantage of them deals and go cop that shit before he gets pinched by scalpers. And um, they, they reprint Ultimate Spider-Man. You might want to get that before the uh, new version comes out. The Hickman hey, one. Hey, 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 man! Listen, y'all, y'all should really go to your local comic store and get the first issue of uh, the new Ultimate Spider-Man run. Y'all should really make time to do that. But also, if y'all got books around the house, you don't be reading because you know they listen to this. I know y'all are. Um, yo, go donate, donate them to see your local library. Do some good for your community. It's the it's holiday season. Give back if you can, afford, and if you have the resources to do so. And also, go read that shit that's been on your backlog all year. You know what I mean? I know you got, you got a pile of shit on your desk you ain't read yet. But go read it, nigga. The year's almost over. Um. Also, one last thing. And I know this is going to hurt a lot of people. But go finish y'all goddamn video game pile. Stop bullshitting. Oh, wow, wow. Go, go, go sit down and actually finish that shit. All right. And, I, and that's <laughs> me talking to myself. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming back. That's that's, that's me with, uh, with T- the Ninja Turtle game from last summer. Still gotta finish that shit. Um, but yeah, man, go play that shit. Um, it's the holiday season to be with your peoples. Uh, but yeah, man, let's go ahead and pay some bills. Let's get out of here. You got everything anything else with Soapbox fan? No, that's it, bro. All right, man. Uh, so of course, the lookout is of course going this time of year. So go ahead and tap in with Meals and LJ this week. Also tap into Subside Dubzai. Tap into the A show to get a very classic episode of uh oh, man, all timer. And at the, if you stick around to the very end on Patreon, you get to hear Mills and Justin react live to Daniel Bryan being a snitch. Oh, um, go, go tap into the War Report. Go tap into the Rewriters Room. Go tap into Black Print. Go tap into Ugly Radio Rob. Go tap into BLT. Most importantly, tap into our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the Black Variant RNC. Um, and of course, Tap into our Twitter page. Follow us at Black Variant RNC. Uh, rate, subscribe to all the podcast feeds and channels. Um, I think that's all we have to leave y'all for this week. Any, you got any wise words to leave with the people before we get out of here, man? Uh, nah, that's pretty much it. Go put up that tree, bro. Clock's ticking, niggas. Hey, hey, uh, that tree box be staring at y'all for three days. Go ahead and put that shit up, man. <laughs> we out. Shit, man. Peace.